Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today we are covering Poltergeist, specifically the original. Yes. That came out in 1982. Yes. Yes. But before we go and do the review, let's grab our cups and talk about tea. So today I felt like getting in the holiday spirit. Because that's when we're recording this, not when it's coming out. Yep. (laughs) It's the winter time when this comes out. But anyways, I mean, it's well past the holiday season. Well, it's past the holiday season, but it's still winter. But I am do- doing the Republic of Tea Comfort and Joy Tea. It's got black tea, cinnamon, natural flavor, flavor of what? I don't know. Cloves, licorice root, and apple bits. Natural flavor of winter. <laughs> And I am drinking Bigelow's Mint Medley Herbal Tea. It's got peppermint leaves, spearmint leaves, rose hips, lemon peel, and hibiscus. And for our tea sippers out there, brew yourself a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the review. So I will keep the summary very brief because I think even people that have not seen the movie know what it's about. This family moves to a fairly new construction area because... The, the dad was helping, like, sell the homes. And strange stuff starts happening where their daughter gets taken and they have to have, like, a clairvoyant come and try and uh, save her. But they end up finding out that there, uh, that there used to be a graveyard on that building site and they failed to move the bodies. And so, obviously, after that, they leave <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to never so- come back. One thing I would tweak about that, they didn't just recently move into the house. It was like five years-ish. Yeah, because Carol Ann was born in that house. Yes. Yeah. I, can, I consider that to be pretty recent, though, because okay. people will live in their houses like 10, 20, 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, that's why, that's why I, yeah, recent yeah, to I, me is within like five years. Okay, I think like two. So that's just a matter of opinion. Yeah. It's <laughs> all so, okay. But yeah. So, entertainment... This one's tough for me because I did not grow up with this movie. I watched it. <laughs> yeah, so you're gonna, the nostalgia glasses will be strong with you. <laughs> I tried not to let them be too strong. But so whenever I watched this movie, it was whenever I was just starting to get into horror movies. I was probably late teens, early 20s. And I will say at that time, I was just like, this fucking sucks. But... At that time, I was looking for a scary horror movie. That that makes a difference. But now that we've been around the block (laughs) for a while, I know now that horror doesn't mean necessarily scary. It's also a hell of a lot scarier when you grow up with the movie. Oh, yeah. I can, yeah. As a child, this movie was terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, I went from watching, like, The Grudge, The Ring... Halloween, and then I watched Poltergeist. And yeah, Poltergeist compared to those movies, it's really not that scary. 
But yeah, I can totally see growing up with it, like being introduced to scary movies yes. with Poltergeist. That yeah, that well, would... especially that scene with the freaky skeleton type thing that roars at the mom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and the clown doll. Yeah, the clown. Yeah, yeah. But now that I've uh, rewatched it and I have more well-rounded. Uh, horror movie watches, I can appreciate this movie a lot more. And while it's not really going to be a go-to horror movie, it is one that I will watch again and again. And so I would personally give this a 7.5. I will say the one thing that I don't remember after the uh, previous watches is this movie is actually really humorous. There's a oh, lot yeah. of funny moments in Oh this. yeah. Like the the fight scene with them trying to watch the game. Yes. And then they're like, oh, the neighbor has the same remote. <laughs> it's on the same frequency. Yeah. And of course, that's like <laughs> something that can't really happen nowadays. Not but, nowadays. Yeah. But in the 80s. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, that's great. Uh, and then like the humor with the like Tweety and the mom. And the Tweety's like, oh, man, like you couldn't have waited until a school day. And then she's like just about to drop the bird in the toilet and then the daughter walks in just like the the comedy of her just like <laughs> holding the bird and the daughter's like what's going on um, what are you doing to my bird yeah but my my biggest complaint and this isn't it's like i was trying to think how else they could have done done it but to be honest, I don't have the answers, but I am critiquing this movie. I will say that the effects do not hold up well. Like, especially when you see the stuff floating in the room, and it's showing the stuff floating by the people just standing there and watching. It is very... It's noticeable, for sure. It's very... There are there are some effects that are decent. I'm not yeah. saying, like, the whole movie has terrible effects. It's just dated. Yeah, it's just there There are some parts that you're like, ooh. Especially that scene, um, I forget his name, but the guy that went into the bathroom. Yes, and you, his head, like, face, and he's yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah, that was it didn't bad. even look like his face. No, I, at the time it was good, but it's seriously dated now. <laughs> yeah, and it's so. like, I, I still, I think that I would... Like, if they did that scene nowadays, I would still want them to keep the practical effects because yeah. I feel like it definitely is more impactful than using CG. But, yeah, hopefully... I mean, nowadays they have a lot better... Practical effects. Yeah, that are on, like, more budgeted. And, yes. Yeah. But the, the thing that with Poltergeist, I didn't really pick up on multiple meanings, but I was kind of... Getting, I kind of looked at a few articles on like professional movie reviewers, where I guess we we could be professional movie reviewers, but Done I don't. Con- that. <laughs> we, I don't consider ourselves to be. But anyways, we're professionals. <laughs> yeah, their take though was this is almost a kind of coming to age movie, which I thought was interesting enough. I want to mention it and see if other people agreed. Where like Tweety. Like, the, the daughter learning about death from Tweety is kind of her coming to age with the fact that, like, death is a reality, and her 
like they were saying that like before the daughter gets taken away, the mother is in a lot less like formal mother type of clothes, quote unquote. But then after she's taken away, she's wearing more blouses. She's she's like more dressed up. She's more like your typical. She's more mature. Suburban mother. So, mm-hmm. and even like the way that she acts towards the kids seems more mature. Yes. They very much seem like a very young couple at the beginning, starting out and all, and then toward the end, they they definitely seem older and more mature. They've gone through a lot more experience. Yeah, especially, like, whenever the mother comes out and then she has, like, the white stripes in her yeah. hair, it's, like, that's the signal that she's, like, fully matured more. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I, I feel like it's subtle enough that you can watch the movie and not, and just, like, you know, watch the movie for what it is face value. Yeah. But if you do want to dig a little deeper, it does have, like, those uh, deeper themes. And, yeah, and, of course, like, with it being on top of, like, a, a burial ground, I feel like, even though it was, I think it's more, like, a typical cemetery and not, like, a Native American yeah, burial ground. Yeah, and they actually made it a point to say it's not Native American burial ground or anything like that. But I, I do feel like it kind of, it's almost like, not, I guess colonialism doesn't necessarily fit the situation, but, like, the present trying to cover up the past and and just mm-hmm. kind of, like, sweep it aside. Like, you can... I, f- I feel like you could dig into that or, like, the, the American dream is not all it's, like, caught up to be because, you, you know, there's all of these underlying issues. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to dig deep in this movie, you absolutely can. But I also really like the fact that you don't have to. If you don't want to look deeper into this movie, yeah, you, you don't, don't have to. You don't have to take it. It's not like... I kind of yeah. saw it a little bit as the family was a victim of corporate greed. And oh. he was specifically targeted because he was the one that sold most of the houses in that development. Yeah, and it, yeah, and they did, yeah. they did make mention that he was being taken advantage of pretty much. Yes. Like they should have made him a partner sooner. He was the one that was selling most of their their houses and real estate and he was the reason why their business was doing so well, but he didn't know that they didn't move the bodies. They were cheap and only move the headstones. They didn't ethically do what they should have and moved everything over. Which, I don't know why they thought they could get away with that, because, like, like when they're digging for the pool and stuff, six feet deep is it yeah, <laughs> that deep? I, I put that in realism. Yeah, okay. But just, <laughs> we'll get like, to that later. Okay. But, yeah, that's all I got for, for entertainment. Like, it, it's a classic for a reason. Um, I will say that... You know, watching it as an older person, the clairvoyant is very hard to take seriously. I just, I love her personality. Like I she's a great character, character. but <laughs> like I know some people uh, at the time they're like, "Oh, Poltergeist is so scary!" Like especially like the clairvoyant scenes. And I watch now, I'm like, "What are you talking yeah. about?" Like she, she's it's a great different. Yeah, yeah, but that's all I got. Yeah, it. This movie definitely hits different if you've seen it when you were younger versus watching it for the first time as an adult or even re-watching it as an adult. I still get that sense of nostalgia, but I also see it differently than I did when I was little. So I grew up with this movie, (laughs) 
But I also gave it a 7.5. Oh, so I try not to let the nostalgia hit me too much with it. <laughs> and it is dated for sure. And it's not like one of the first go-to movies that I would pick up, even for nostalgia's sake. But it is still a really good movie, and I still get a lot out of it. Um, I feel like the effects especially date this movie for sure. Um, I was actually really excited when I heard they were coming out with a new Poltergeist, and then we watched it, and I was very upset. And that's why I chose that we were doing this particular version. I feel like we do need to cover the reboot at a later time. We will at a later time. But we do have to start off with, like, the original Yes, we definitely have to cover the original first. There are scenes that give it some levity and all. It's And there are other scenes that today would not really be accepted. Like the construction workers hitting on the daughter. Yeah, that's super oogie. Like, it, yeah. she's still in school. Yes. And I don't understand why it wouldn't be oogie back then. Because she is underage. She was underage. Yeah, she was like 15 or 16. I think 16. Pretty sure. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so... Ew. And also... And then the fact that the mom was just like, ah, <laughs> like... In different time. But that's why I was saying nowadays it would not be accepted in any way, shape, or form. They'd get reported. Yes, they would. They'd get fired, reported. Well, then he'd also get reported for later eating their food and drinking yes. their coffee at the window. Like, what made him think that was okay? And I was going to put that in realism, but it needs to be said. <laughs> I, I think he knew it wasn't okay, but, like, the nonchalant, like, how does it taste? Just, like, you're paying, just... <sighs> yeah, no. And, again, different time. And she was very easygoing. Especially very at that time, easygoing. like, it was the beginning of the movie. She's very relaxed. She's very easygoing. Go with the flow kind of mom. She's kind of fun, you know. It's They're very much a young couple. And we'll get to some of that as well later. But <laughs> they were very much a young couple, just very. But not fun not young with the with the kid being sixteen, the oldest being sixteen. Yeah, we'll get to that. Oh, <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> but it's a very interesting movie. I like that when this stuff starts happening, they are desperate to find their daughter, mm-hmm. and they know that it's something not normal. <laughs> But they try different avenues, and they can't find anyone to help them, really. And then they finally find this paranormal investigation kind of group at this college. And they offer to to gather evidence and see what they can do to help. And just, I love seeing the interactions between the different characters, especially the, the mom with the main paranormal investigation lady. And just the relief that she shows on her face when the investigator lady goes, I will be coming back. Yeah. And I'll bring help. Yeah. They There's some great acting yes. in this movie. Like, yeah, especially with the mother. Yes. Like, with her crying. Like, I couldn't imagine being in that situation. Mm-hmm. I'd be a train wreck. And she's a train wreck. So it's like, yes. it's a perfect reflection of if that situation actually happened. Exactly. She is a train wreck, but she's also trying to keep it together as best she can for her other two kids mm-hmm. and her husband. And just trying to navigate this 
off-the-wall situation. <laughs> and the dad is so good and supportive, and which you don't honestly see in movies too terribly often, of the complete support and togetherness. Usually there's some kind of strain there. And yeah. there is a little bit of strain and stress, but it's it's about getting her back. Yeah. It's not, there's no blame either way. There's no, you should have done this. There's no, I should have been there. There's none of that. It's, we want our daughter back. So I really like that. You don't see that often. Um, and it was a nice change. It was a breath of fresh air. <laughs> and the fact that he took off work and just said, you know, it's an illness that's been circulating all our family members. <laughs> like, it's the flu. It's bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so him taking the time and really focusing on his family and what they can do to try to get their daughter back was really good to see. I really like that. And the fact that they didn't pick at each other and fight and argue and all. It's It was all about how can we keep the family together. So that was really good, and I like that. Um, we will get to a lot more in realism for sure. Um, there is definitely some comedy here. I feel like even like the meat kind of going across yes. the counter, yeah. just inching its way yeah. over before it turned gross. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, no, that, that was funny. Yeah. But it was... <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting, for sure. Yeah, I think a lot of it was was more realism. Though I will mention here, I'm not sure if you knew, the bodies that were in the pool, the skeletons. Those are real skeletons. Well, there are some contingency between the cast and whether or not they actually were real. But yeah, that that's a rumor. But I know it's like whenever they asked about it, a mix of people from the crew said yes, they were or no, they were fake. Yeah, but one of the main ones that was like over all of it actually did come forward and confirm that they were real. So now they didn't tell the actress that they were real until after which one was not okay anyway just for sanitation's sake and two for mental sake <laughs> just that's messed up man she did a great job in that scene though well it's like i the the bodies were deteriorated enough that i think as far as the sanitation i'm sure thing, it was that's probably not like fine but just even just mentally. Yeah. Mentally, yeah. That and ethically. Yeah. Fucked up. Yeah. And she was in that muck and water for a few days shooting those scenes. Like Like, like her falling back into the sledge, when you know that those bodies are real, it brings like a whole new like, a whole new, like freak yeah. a free, like freaky deek feeling. You're like, no, no, no. You're like, don't swallow. Don't swallow any of the water. <laughs> just take a bath. Take a shower. Just hand sanitizer shower. <laughs> just bleach. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. So, yeah, that's, that's what I got for entertainment. Got a lot to say. Yeah, mine will be much shorter than yours. I'm sure. But, <laughs> so, 
This was another difficult one because there are some things that I can see as being realistic, like the the family dynamics, the the mother maturing from the the trauma of her daughter being taken away, the corporate greed and how the husband was being taken advantage of. Unfortunately, I feel like most of us can relate. Yeah, relate to that one. For sure. But I love how he told him to shove it. (laughs) At the end. Yeah. I mean, I would too at that point. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's fair. Yeah. But I think I am going to... It's like I'm debating between a 2.5 and a 3. I give it a 2.75. I'll I'll round up to a (laughs) 3. But like... That's the difference. (laughs) The first thing that I was like, bullshit... Was the storm that was... First, the tree was trying to eat the kid. Yes. <laughs> that was just funny. He just nom, nom, nom. And he's yeah, like, ah! That was part of the effects that were... <laughs> yeah. But, like... Plastic just, tree is plastic. Well, not just the effects. Just, like, a tree yes. eating somebody. Like, well, that's just... The dumb. fact that it, like, reached through and grabbed... Yeah, like, the mirror. <laughs> yeah, that was... But then, like, the tornado comes to rip up the tree. And specifically just the tree. And yeah. I know, like, the mom comments. is like, oh, it must have just grazed us. No! That's not how tornadoes... If the tornado can pick up a tree through yeah. the roots, it can pick up other stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, this took place in the 80s, so maybe there's, like, different laws and restrictions now. But I would be pretty sure that since there's a company that is literally moving the headstones for them, that the, that company that the the building people hired is going to know whether or not the bodies would move would move and that company themselves i would imagine are under certain federal restrictions where they're like oh for ethical reasons and lawful reasons so we don't get sued you know we're going to move those bodies not to mention the the builders themselves like if any of them any of the people that live in those houses found out that there are dead bodies beneath them that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. There is no way that they would be able to get away with that. Yeah, that company's going under. Yeah, <laughs> like, there's there's no way. It's like, we, we have a whole slew of history where companies are like, oh, we're going to try and be sneaky and cut corners, but they were find, found out, and it's like, you... Can't get away with that stuff. That's not to say that companies don't get away with stuff like that ever. It does unfortunately happen. But with this particular scenario, it's far less likely that they wouldn't have been found out ever. Yeah, it depends on how big the thing is. Because if it's like a little slap on the wrist or or if it's like a worker-related thing, I feel like those are easier to slide unfortunately but something major like this where it's not just impacting like the company but it's impacting the consumers you know again things like that have happened and it wasn't found out until years later but it's yeah but the fact that it it was eventually found out like i'm just saying like there's probably other things that have slid like nobody knew about that they've gotten away with. Which it makes me wonder, like, on their building codes, you know, like, how well did they build those houses? It's like, if they're trying to cut corners... everything into question. Yeah. Absolutely everything into question. Yeah. Yeah. 
that company would be absolutely effed. Yeah. But, yeah, that's... The, the stuff that we've mentioned earlier in the episode, I also included in realism, like, with the, the underage stuff, which, yeah. as someone who used to be underage, I know that that stuff still happens today, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, super oogie. No matter... Just oogie. No matter the scenario. Not okay. But the fact that they so blatantly did it, and I understand the mom was easing going, but it's like, how was that? would not be okay. Like, even if my daughter was of age and she got hit on right in front of me, I'd get, I'd be like, back the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> that's my child. You know? But, yeah. That's all I got for realism. I think you'll probably fill in the gaps I didn't mention. Okay, so let's see. Buckle let's, up, guys. Let's talk about creepy shit the kids do. <laughs> Like, talk to the static TV in the middle of yeah, the night. That was realistic. Yeah. <laughs> and saying freaky things like they're here when, you know, a kid could just be playing make-believe or something. Like, kids do some creepy things yeah. without realizing it or without meaning to be creepy a lot of times. Sometimes they mean to be, but there are things that they do all the time that comes across as creepy without them realizing it. <laughs> The, I don't understand the dad not saying anything about the beer spraying everywhere in the carpeted living room next to the TV. Like, that could short out the TV. Yeah. Which would really put a dent in the <laughs> watching. Yeah, and, well, and then the fact that they didn't really care that they were getting sprayed that much. So, I yes. mean, they're kind of, like, vaguely being like, oh. Yeah, but, I mean, that's, it's such a pain to clean. <laughs> you would think you would have said something, you know? Yeah. So, the remote's on the same frequency, but they can't get up and change it on the TV itself, because I know that there were, even in that time, there were dials and things on the side that you could use to change the channel, which logically wouldn't have affected the other TV, so it shouldn't have been as big a battle as it was. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they focus more on the comedy at I think the moment. so, yeah, but I feel like they could have went around that. I don't think it was entirely necessary. <laughs> but the uh, the bird death, she was really going to flush it. I <laughs> like, know! I, I'm like, why would you bury it? I feel like that would have clogged the toilet on the way down, which would have caused another issue and made it that much more difficult to hide the situation. <laughs> yeah, it's like a small fish makes sense because yeah. they live in the water, but like a well, bird... It's smaller. Like, yeah. I know a canary is small, fixable. but it's a bird. <laughs> like, bird. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad that the girl saw it as awful as it is. I'm glad the girl saw it and insisted on a burial anyway. <laughs> it was really sweet when she was putting else, stuff yes. in the box. For when he's cold or sleepy when it's nighttime. For when he's hungry. For when he's lonely. I know, it's so hard. <laughs> and of course, it's her processing death because it's like, yes. yeah, she knows the bird's dead, but she doesn't fully understand what that means. Yeah. But then I love her resilience too. Like, after it's all said and done, she said her little prayer that was so sweet. And then she's like, Can I get a fish now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did take some points off for fish death and fish abuse because. I not knew you wanted to mention that. Not just one, but two goldfish in a bowl. 
And she was way overfeeding those things, too. Like, as soon as a goldfish popped up, I'm like, oh, oh Jess is going to say something about this. Oh, my God, that hurt to watch. Again, I know different time. I know it was a lot more common back then, especially, but stop I it. I mean, even nowadays, I feel like it's stop it. common. Guys, please stop. <laughs> it's like, well, when you don't know, you don't know. And when the, the pet store is selling a bowl, it's like, yeah, this is for goldfish. I mean, what else are you going to going to think, you know? People don't think how much education is needed for a I, pet. I just ask that you please research whatever pet you're going to get before you get them. Yeah. Please. I feel Do like yourself and the pet a favor. Yeah, I feel like that's the biggest, like, pet regret. Yes. Or And that causes, like, rehoming and stuff like yes. that because I don't understand what that that breed needs or the level of care or the intensity of how long they live how long they live what all it entails yes because there are some things that need a lot more maintenance and care than others so there's a lot that goes into having a pet. It's not just a simple, oh, there's a fish in a little glass thing here. Yeah, you just feed it. And you them. just feed it and it's fine. No, there's a lot that goes into it. So, and it can be rewarding, but there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, <laughs> so it, please. it's kind of like growing plants. Yes. Like not everybody likes to deal with plants. Mm-hmm. Not everybody wants to deal with Not what entails with dealing with plants either. Yeah. So, and it's the same with animals. Yeah. So, just please research before you get an animal and do yourself a service and the animal. So, <laughs> just a little side note there. <laughs> Slight tangent. It's okay. A little bit. <laughs> Um, the creepy-ass eyesore of a plastic tree <laughs> that took off for a little bit. <laughs> Pretty terrible-looking tree. <laughs> like, if I saw that tree, I'd be like, oh, we cutting that one down. Yeah, that one's going down, <laughs> like, immediately. I did love the viewpoint like, of, like, the storm and the kid and stuff, like, where you see, like, the tree and it looks like it's dark. Yeah. Like, I feel like they that did a, a good cool job on there, the perspective of the kid. Yeah. <laughs> Um, also, the with the storm, the counting method is half true. Oh. It's partly myth, partly based in fact. So it's not count this and how many seconds you get is the distance to the storm. You actually have to divide it by five. Okay. So it's partly true. Well, and then as like, I also think it would depend on the type of storm because for like discrete yeah. supercells that come before the squall line, mm-hmm. that would be different. But if it's a squall line where it's like once it passes you, it's done. Yeah. But generally speaking, that's what I read on a weather site. So. Divide by five. That's. <laughs> yeah, interesting. So okay. it's. The seconds from when you see the the lightning flash to the crash of thunder, you count the seconds there, and then you divide it by five. And that's roughly how far away the storm is from oh. Now, that being said, it takes about, and you divide by five because it takes about five seconds for the sound of the thunder to reach where oh. you are. Because light travels faster than sound. Yeah. That being said... If you can see the lightning, or rather, if you can hear the thunder, you are close enough to be struck by lightning. 
So. Well, that's why they say if you can hear thunder, go inside. Yes. If you can hear the thunder, you're close enough to be struck by lightning. So don't be outside. <laughs> so. But I thought that was kind of cool. And I had always heard that because of this movie, first off, when I was a kid. But all growing up, like, I had heard it everywhere. Yeah. So I had always kind of used that, honestly. So it's kind of interesting to know that it's partly, it's got one foot based in fact, and the other foot just outside. <laughs> you know, it really, like, destroys your brain. Like, how many things that you're like, oh, this is a fact, and then you find out that's fiction. Like, we only use 10% of our of brain. Wise like, tales, yeah. Yeah, like, no, we use 100%. Yeah. And then how a lot of these myths, not all of them, of course, but a lot of them, like the 10% brain thing, is like perpetuated by Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Largely. <laughs> thanks, Hollywood. Yeah, thanks. Quit <laughs> spreading misinformation. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're the original fake news. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they're just trying to tell a story and we're all over here. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> how dare you tell yeah. us a story? It needs to be real. Um, the storm clouds were moving a little too fast right before the kitchen slide scene when the dad's getting home. Oh, I didn't even pay attention to that. Yeah, they were moving absurdly fast. <laughs> it was a cool effect, and it, it brings kind of an ominous feeling, but they were moving way too fast. So. <laughs> I like the, the difference in reactions to being able to slide random stuff on the floor. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Like, the mom was like, this is really cool, and nothing bad has happened the entire day. I've been with this the entire day, and nothing bad has happened. So she doesn't feel like anything sinister is going on. And the dad's over here like, I want to protect my family. This ain't right. <laughs> I love her. This her. is not normal. <laughs> She's like, oh, let's pet my kid. In yeah. The well, she said she described it. So she had done yeah. it herself. So she probably did it first and then put the kid there once she realized, you know, it's nothing going to hurt her. But, <laughs> but I love how the dad's like, this shit ain't right. Yeah. <laughs> like, this isn't normal. Nobody goes into the kitchen until I figure out what the hell this is. Like, magnetic field? Like, what the <laughs> hell is this? <laughs> Something ain't right. Don't like that. <laughs> that bite radius, though, when the guy got bit upstairs. Oh, yeah, it was huge. It was it like, like a monster. Yes. Honestly, whenever I saw that, I wondered if it was, like, some sort of creature. Yeah. But also, I'm surprised he didn't seek medical attention after that, because that was a huge bite, and it didn't look like that deep or anything. It was, it looked more like impressions, but still, that was that was not okay. <laughs> that same guy is also a heathen jackass that puts raw meat on the counter, but you know that's. <laughs> Even in the 80s, that's not okay, okay? Putting raw meat on a counter that people are going to touch and kids are going to touch. Well, specifically the, the one that has the tile and the grout. Because yes. you can't sanitize that all the way. No. Like, the grout, grout is porous. Yes. So just, uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I did some math here. Carolyn was born in the house. It was built in 76, so I was wondering why it took that many years for stuff to start happening. See, that's why I was like, oh, maybe it's, like, the the death of Tweety that, like, triggered it, and that's why. I was actually wondering if it was the pool. 
The construction of the, the fact that they were like getting really close to the mm-hmm. the grave. Now that makes sense. I wonder why if there were other pools potentially in the neighborhood because they can't have been the only one getting a pool. Why then did stuff start happening? It just seemed like the timing was a little bit off there. Yeah, like it does seem weird because you'd think that the haunting would start yes. like right when. But that's why I think a lot of people's theory of, like, Caroline, like, figuring out about death yeah. and being like that is like, oh, Tweety, like, was the one that, like, caused. That was just one death too many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would have had a real hard time with goldfish the next week or so. Oh. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Also with the math, um, I had been referring to them as a very young couple because when Carol Ann was taken and the dad found the paranormal investigation group, he was giving the ages of everyone and he said his wife was 31 and his daughter was 16, or 32 I think, and the daughter was 16, which means that she had her when she was 16, so probably conceived around 15. Which would explain why, despite the couple being in their 30s, that they still act immature. A little bit, yeah. Because, I mean, this isn't true for everybody, but from my anecdotal experience, when someone has kids, when they have not fully matured themselves, it kind of almost keeps them at that point Mm -hmm. until, you know, they, they come across a situation that allows them to grow further, like yeah. like in this movie. A little bit. <laughs> so it makes sense, and that's not true of everyone. Every yeah, situation. everyone's different. But for this couple in particular, it does come across that way. Of They're pretty relaxed and easygoing and not fully mature themselves. And then they're thrown into a situation where they have to grow up fast. Like, there's some serious stuff going down. Yeah. So, and the life of at least one of their kids is in jeopardy. So. <laughs> but yeah, have fun with that math. Um, again, different time. It just... Well, I mean, at that my time... a little bit, because I never really noticed that until this watch through, and then I'm like, wait a minute, because I never paid attention to the ages. I mean, even at that time, that was still pretty young, because I know... Still uh, really young. Getting married at 18 wasn't too uncommon at that time, but it's like getting pregnant before then was definitely like, yeah. yeah. So they probably had a shotgun wedding. And <laughs> but the fact that their marriage is so strong, though, That's for good. them being yeah. together so mm-hmm. young. And we don't know their situation. They could have been yeah. sweethearts from, like, elementary school on. <laughs> like, no idea. But... <laughs> Yeah, I just thought that was interesting, and I never really noticed that until this watch through, so I was like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, the things you notice in the movies you grew up with. Like, <sighs> yeah, a little bit. Like, maybe <laughs> and the Beast figuring out that, like, the Beast was, like, 13 or, or something. He was 11. Or 11, yeah, whenever he got cursed. It's like, yep. excuse you, he was just a child. Yeah. He didn't deserve in the original, that. In the original. It was different in this new remake. Yeah, yeah. they uh, fixed some of the plot holes. Yeah, they definitely fixed some of those. <laughs> But back to this movie. <laughs> anyway, back I'm to hungry. somewhat safer topics. The clairvoyant going, this house is clean. Bullshit. It was not in fact clean. Yes! You dealt with one incident. 
you dealt with one incident, and yes, it was a big win to get the daughter back safe, and the mom was safe as well after going through that ordeal. But that doesn't necessarily mean that all the problems are magically solved. Yeah, it's so weird that she was, like, so convinced it was clean. Yeah. And then, like, very shortly after stuff started happening yeah. again. Like, the next day. Like, I, I understand that she was telling the other spirits to go to the light, trying to get them to cross over and move on. And that would have solved a fair bit of it, I'm sure, but there's no guarantee that the one that caused the main problem, the poltergeist itself, also crossed over and just said, oh, well, I lost the little girl, but you know what? It's fine. I can, I can leave. This is cool. Yeah, because if it's a cemetery and it's a big plot of land, so if there's like several hundred people yeah. and only 50 cross over, you, you still, still got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> And they're all pissed. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. No, I don't know why she thought, like, this house is clean. <laughs> After one incident. <laughs> Woman, follow up. <laughs> uh, the, the, honestly, the clown doll, the check under the bed scene gets me every single freaking time. Well is, done with that. Yeah. It's well very... done. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. It's awful and I hate it. <laughs> Caroline's headboard is intact somehow on the second go-round when she had broken it off. So, like, she flew into the closet with a piece of it in her yeah. hand. Yeah. And when they show her after they've gotten her back, her headboard's completely intact. So... Oh, I didn't even notice that. Ow! Oh! Then the, the bodies in the pool thing... She didn't know at the time, but her reaction was great. So, well done for her. She was a really good actress, mm -hmm. honestly. Um, I loved the dad throwing out the TV from the motel room. Yeah, that was a great, great end. <laughs> Just nope, nope, never again. Nope. <laughs> this kid will never be near a TV set ever again. <laughs> That was fantastic. Also, I wish them all the best of luck trying to file a claim with insurance. Like, how do you classify that? Granted, there was other stuff going on, other destruction as they were leaving the neighborhood that wasn't just at their house. But their house basically imploded. Yeah. And it was completely gone. It was like sucked into a dimensional vortex and was gone. <laughs> so... What do you do? Yeah, and then just the going back to the bodies with them digging the pool itself. They mentioned at one point that the pool was going to be about nine to ten feet deep. Oh, so yeah, they would have. They, they would have definitely already... have hit bodies. Yeah, they definitely would have already hit bodies. It was pure luck if they didn't find any while they were digging there. Yeah, I feel like with, like, older cemeteries, they didn't always dig that deep. Yeah. So... It was... It depends. Yeah. But at the very most, it probably would have been about six feet deep. And if they're digging the pool to be nine to ten feet deep, they'd have to dig just a little bit deeper as well for the plaster and everything. So they would have hit something, and if they didn't, it was absolute sheer freaking luck. And likely where the the trails and things were between the graves. But that was a fairly wide area. 
and long. So, yeah, and I feel like it's always, like, construction stuff that reveals their oh, body. Because, yeah. like, the Benjamin Franklin house where they found, like, bodies uh-huh. in, I think it's the wall. And they found out that, like, from his, like, assistant or something, he is, like, a medical person. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's like, you you hear stories about, like, oh, they're doing some sort of, like, refurbishment or, or adding a new thing, and then they're like, oh, we didn't know about this. Yeah. So, that's what I got for realism. Overall, I don't think we need to say it, but if you haven't seen this, it's a classic. It's an enjoyable movie for sure. It's dated, it's worth watching, but it's enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be the scariest of movies. No. As a parent, it gives you that just dread, that gut clenching. Oh my god, save the kid! Dread. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, but. Thank you so much for joining us today, and please comment on what you thought of the movie. If you'd like to recommend a movie game or tea and keep up to date with our content, you can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Discord, TikTok, and most places you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe, like, and share our content. If you'd like to support us monetarily, we do have our PayPal donate button, or we have our Teespring, where we have these lovely mugs. And some wall art with spoons and other various clothing items available as well. All of the sites mentioned will be linked down below. And until the next time, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye!